there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Okay, it is the Lombardi Line as we welcome you back. Michael Lombardi there, Ocean City, New Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. Elliot Bauman, our producer back at Circa in Las Vegas. I want to get to Odell Beckham Jr. and the impact you think he could have potentially for a team. But let's start with Von Miller out for the season. Weird. They went for an exploratory surgery and then he had to get the ACL repaired. A player that I don't know if you're necessarily too high on, but could be one of those players in a big moment in the postseason that's kind of a closer. What's your take on Von Miller yeah. out for the Bills? I mean, look, the Miller is a, once a great player. I don't think he's at the same level he once was. But in those big games against somebody, he understands how to play. And when he, because of that, he can make a play. And this this whole Buffalo defense is predicated on playing from in front, rushing the passer, which is what Miller's strength is. So they're going to miss him. There's no denying that. I mean, they're definitely going to miss his ability, his experience too, especially in the big games. You know, and they're just going to have to rely on their other players to do it. They're going to have to rely on Rosario or, uh, you know, and, and Shaq Lawson, who they picked up, and Bassum, Boogie Bassum. They're going to have to rely on those guys to see if they can get some pressure. They're really in the same spot they were last year before they signed him. To discuss Odell Beckham Jr., let's start with Jerry Jones. Well, I'm not confident at all, and so uh, that's the issue. Now, we all realize that uh, uh, that issue of health, that issue of availability is here every time. Uh, Just this one is uh, very obvious and very pointed toward his injury that had occurred last year in the Super Bowl. So, uh, we've got a good beat on that. We've got a great read on his career. It's not like a draft pick coming at you. You've got a lot of history here, and you take a good look at everything, not only the obvious, and that's his performance, but also uh, any issues regarding health. So all of this, uh, we've got to come in with our eyes wide open, and it has to be addressed, and that's when you see if you can uh, make a deal or not. 
Jerry Jones is truly unique. That comes from his weekly appearance on a local radio station and owner given a weekly spot there in Dallas. That's Jerry Jones for you. But he did mention 10 months removed from the ACL tear for Odell Beckham Jr. Michael during the Super Bowl. My question for you is why? Why do they want him? Well, I mean, they want him to get another layer to the, you know, all of a sudden they've got this to really great receiving core, you know, gives them another weapon. You know, it gives them another guy in their five five weapon arsenal that you got to really prepare for. But for me, for me, what Jerry said there was this kid's not healthy. I mean, basically, Jerry made it pretty clear that you know the injury and the medical doctors may clear him, but they're not going to. He's not there, and because of that, like, what good does he do us? It's great to sign him. And I'm sure the worldwide leader will give him an A like Russell Wilson got an A for being traded because they got Odell Beckham. But at the end of the day, if he can't play well, what good is he? And I don't think he can, and it's not Odell's fault. He's he's not even a year off of the ACL. He won't work out for anybody. What does that tell you? To me, this is more about let's get clicks. This this is really an irrelevant story to me. Like there's no – I've said it all year. There's no chance Odell can play to the level he played at a year ago. Right? There's no way he's going to do that. There's no way he's going to impact it. It's just not. It's great conversation. It gets clicks for you. But at the end of the day, it ain't going to, it's not going to tilt the needle at all. And Jerry's just walking away from it. I mean, I think there's no doubt Jerry said, okay, we're out. I mean, and add this. I've t- I was told this reliably. That Odell wants a long-term contract. He wants no, a commitment. Come on. No. It, it's just, he doesn't want to go through a rental. You know, the irony about talking about Odell to the Cowboys is the Cowboys are on a ridiculous historic streak offensively. And I understand after CD, you'd like to have more production outside. But right now, that offense is clicking. Sometimes why mess with what's not broken? Well, how about Buffalo? Are you taking Isaiah McKenzie off the field to put Odell on? No, hell no. Right, you're not going to take Gabe Davis off the field. You're not taking Stefan Diggs off the field. So you're going to take McKenzie off the field for Odell? Like, why would you put money into Odell when you can't even watch him work out? Like, it just yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. Like, it's just a, it's a, it's like the Tim Tebow thing. You know, it just becomes a story. Always injured. A nice compliment last year. He's 30 years old. He played in eight games. Uh, you know, a couple of big catches for the Rams. But think about it this way. He's 30 years old. Look what he's done the last three years. Eight games last year, six games in 21, seven games in 20. Uh, he just, he's not available. and He's getting old. He hasn't and, been. Like, I mean, go through his career. Go through his entire career. I think he's played like one 16-game season this whole time. And what Jerry's saying is if I sign him, I don't mind paying him. I mean, Jerry doesn't, but I'm not going to, I got to get something back for my money. I'm not a charity here. Yeah. Uh, Again, I I just, it's sometimes the name is becomes bigger than the actual production or it's the clicks. It's the clicks. It's the clicks. clicks. You know, people, what's going on with Odell? Where's Odell going? Like, does it really matter? Like we haven't even seen Odell play or work out. Like we have a hard time accepting when a player's at the end of his career. We still think, oh, Julio Jones got traded to Tennessee. That's a great trade for Tennessee. Was it? You think John Robinson sitting at home today in Nashville thinks that was a good deal for him? So we don't generally delve into the salaciousness, but I have to ask you, you, was that a power struggle with Vrabel and Robinson there with the Titans? Why a team that 
is in line to win a division again. Why is the general manager out? Well, I, I think, and I talked about this on the GM Street on GM Shuffle today. I think a lot of this has to do with the plane ride flying back from ten, from Green Bay. You know, you're the general manager in charge of running the football operation. And if there was alcohol on that plane, which is a violation of NFL policy, then you're the man who has to answer for it. So I think there's more to it. And I think the second part of it is simply this. You know, you can't embarrass your head coach. Last year at the draft, they asked Mike Vrabel, or two days before the draft at his draft meeting, you know, is, is A.J. Brown going to be on the team? He said, absolutely, he's going to be part of the team. And then two days later, he's traded to Philadelphia. That, that's embarrassing a guy who's a great coach. So I think those two events, to me, are what did him in. Because John got a contract extension last year. And when he got that extension, he had bad drafts. When he got that extension, he had made bad trades. So this isn't about John not doing a good job in drafting because he got an extension when he wasn't doing a good job in drafting. I'm sure you saw the video during the draft when they announced the trade for Brown and Vrabel and Robinson were sitting next to each other and Vrabel needed to take a lap and you could tell he was exasperated. I mean, you can't do that to your head. I mean, to me, one of the things we talk about on the podcast is, is alignment about why Houston's so messed up. You got to be aligned. Like there's no way if you want to trade AJ Brown and your head coach doesn't, and you're talking about a little bit of money. You're not. I mean, the Eagles didn't just blow them away with the offer. You know, there's a way to get that done, but you know they decided against it. And John's got an answer for that, especially considering the team that had no skill players. Look, here you are, a team that's competing for a championship. You lost a home game, but you you now you take a rookie and try to put him in to replace a veteran guy. That's hard to do. Your team becomes too young or you're too young at certain positions. One of the things in terms of building a team is you've got to build a layer of the team so that the team is ready to play. You can incorporate young players, but you still have the nucleus of older players. You can't be too young or too old. What surprised me about the Vrabel clip with Robinson is you would assume that there's some sort of continuity there. Like Robinson, how do you make that move without complete a complete sell-off or sign-off by Vrabel to move on from Brown? Well, because you have it in your contract that you're in charge of player that you could make any move. You know, it's like you have it. I mean, and that's why I think ultimately, you know, you're in charge of running the football operation. He's a true general manager. He had all the authority in the building. I mean, Amy, whatever her, you know, uh, the 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 uh, Stack, Bud Adams's daughter, Amy Adams. I mean, she she's not going to be involved in the football. There, and there's no president who's over you. It's not like Green Bay where Murphy really runs everything and pretends he doesn't. Like that's not the case. Tennessee Robinson runs it. He was he was instrumental in picking the coach. Now, just to put a bow on where we started here, we talked about Dallas and potentially Odell to Dallas, and then you brought up Houston. So that's perfect synergy because check out the number this weekend, oh my early window. You don't you, maybe once a year, maybe every other year, you're going to see a 17 on the board. We've got a 17. Dallas is hosting Houston. That's a fat number, Michael. <laughs> sitting 17 on the board right now. Are you taking Houston the 17? I'm not taking anything. I'm just, you can, there is no, you can't, I'm not touching. If I were to bet it, you have to take the 17. I mean, that's a ridiculous I mean, think about number. it. I mean, I'm looking at it. There's some 46s. It's mostly 17 at 44. Yeah. Yep. We, we're showing 16 and a half at MGM. 
I'll be surprised if they don't go to 17 because I got juice on the 17s at a couple of shops. We could go to 17 and a half here. I mean, that Houston team's in a bad way right now. I mean, it's a really bad. I mean, they're there. And they went back to Davis Mills today. You know, we've yeah, seen a lot that. of quarterback changes today. Desmond Ryder's going to start a quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons when they come back from their bye week. The Mariota administration has ended after, what, 12 games? You know, unfortunately, Marcus can't make throws. I mean, he just can't make any throws for a guy who's a second pick overall in the draft by John Robinson. Kyle Allen back to the bench. Davis Mills is going to start this weekend. And that was oh, that was a weird, confusing move in the first place because they need to figure out, are they moving forward with Mills? I mean, the assumption well, is because I mean, it's, they, they... It's the old adage, now. if you got two, you don't have any, right? It's the old adage, if you got two, you don't have any. I think they don't have any. I mean, the question, they're not a quarterback away is what I try no. to talk about on the podcast. They're alignment away. They're trying to run... They're running two different programs. Lovey's program and Nick's program, and there's no in-between. Speaking of the pod, you can find the GM Shuffle over at vcin.com. Remember, every Monday and Thursday during the football season, go check it out. Go download it right now, vcin.com. We're going to get into variants, those one-score games. Elliot's put together a great graphic coming up in just a bit. But next, professional handicapper Mike Samich joins with a play on Thursday Night Football. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, is the presenter of the Lombardi Line. We encourage you to check out BetMGM.com. Remember, they've reconfigured the app, so make sure you check it out for in game betters. Very important uh, delineation there. They've got a great app, BetMGM.com, to download. Uh, the app as well. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue, 21 years or older. Okay, we got you back here. Michael Lombardi there. I'm Patrick Maher. We're going to head to Raleigh, a chilly Raleigh, and bring in professional handicapper Mike Samich, racingdudes.com for more information there. 
Mike's got one, two, three, four plays and a pro tip. As we say hi to Mike, let's start here. The Raiders, you're going to start off immediately with that over 24 and a half on the team total. Yeah, it's a situation where I think the Raiders are the better team, but I have really no interest in laying six and a half, seven points with the Raiders. We saw them do it once before this season. They they faced the Colts in Jeff Saturday's first game. They didn't cover. They didn't. They looked like a mess in that game. And this is another spot where I don't think you're going to see a great effort from the Rams. I feel like they played their Super Bowl in a lot of ways last weekend with the way Bobby Wagner got that defense, that offense up for that Seattle game. But the one thing I do trust here with the Raiders is that offense. They're averaging seven yards per play over the last three games. The league average is five and a half, so significantly higher than the league average. And they're facing a Rams defense that I just think is going to get tough to get back up for this game again. Five of the last six games, the Rams have given up at least 26 points. All we have to do is get over that 24 and a half here. I think Jacobs has a lot of success on the ground tonight. I think Devontae Adams has a big game. And the Rams have turned the ball over twice in each of the games since Stafford went out. I wouldn't be shocked if we see a short field or two here for the Raiders as well. I don't trust the Raiders' defense. That's why I'm not going to lay it with the Raiders. But I do think this offense is able to get to at least 27 tonight. So give me that Raiders team total over 24 and a half. I mean, look, I, I'm with you. I, I don't trust the Raiders at seven. I'm not sure the Raiders are seven points better than anybody. Uh, I think they certainly can win the game, and their offense has been very good. Last week I was surprised. I mean, Kenneth Walker got hurt. The Rams played better run defense, even though Walker had a couple long runs in the game, but he didn't play, which I think hurt Seattle, and then Seattle was able to move the ball. I'm with you. Seattle had opportunities to extend that more than 27, but they turned it over twice in Ram territory. Exactly. I mean, that, that that felt like it could have been a 40-point performance from Seattle. And, and we don't see those same mistakes from, from the Las Vegas Raiders recently. This team's humming on the offensive side of the football, and that's the side I trust here. That's defense. You never know what you're going to get. If you take out that 24 nothing loss in New Orleans, this Raiders offense is even better. So I'm going to trust the Raiders to get it done on the offensive side of the football tonight. I think it's a tough spot for the Rams, too, in a de facto road game here. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be almost a blackout tonight in Los Angeles. There's so many Raiders fans there. I think the father of the Raiders offensive coordinator, Michael Lombardi, would agree with you there. Okay, let's yeah. go to the next one here. There will be a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> there will be a lot, and we hope we go uh, that 24-and-a-half team. So I think you're right. You, good point about Wagner and the energy that they tried to show against that Seattle team to come back on a short week and get back up for it could be tough against an offense that's humming. you got to back up for Baltimore. You're going to lay the two, two-and-a-half with Pittsburgh here, Samich. Yeah, this is an interesting one. Like, I wasn't a huge Kenny Pickett fan coming into the year, but I feel like he's shown some real improvement the last couple weeks. Uh, I mentioned yards per play. Their yards per play has gone up 0.6 yards in the last three games since Pickett's taken over. He's starting to do some good things on the offensive side of the football. And and whenever T.J. Watt's in the game here for Pittsburgh, they're 3-1 and with him. They're 1-5 and without him. We're talking top five DVOA defense when he's in the lineup, bottom five DVOA when he's out of the lineup. He was limited in practice yesterday. He is expected to play this Sunday. And we get to face a Baltimore Ravens team, which I doubt we see Lamar. And if we don't, you're seeing Huntley here as the backup. They couldn't move the ball with Lamar for the majority of the last couple weeks. They've really been struggling on the offensive side of the football. Not too many weapons on the outside. And this is the time when you move toward your backup quarterback where you do need those offensive weapons to be able to pick up uh, the slack here for not having Lamar in the lineup. I think this is a good spot for Pittsburgh. And I, I'm not a huge trends guy. But Pittsburgh is 4-0 in the last four games here against Baltimore. I think that matters when you have more of a gimmicky offense than what the Ravens run. This is a defense that knows how to stop them, plays well against them. I think Pittsburgh's able to get the job done at home this weekend. So I'll lay the two, two and a half. You know, I, I'm, 
I, I don't like Baltimore's offense at all. And I mean, I, you know, I'm not, no disrespect to Huntley, but when they can't run, I think Pittsburgh has really improved their football team. They haven't turned the ball over. Since the second half of that, since the fourth quarter of that Jet game, they've done a really good job of protecting the football, which is a tribute to their coaching staff and Mike Tomlin, and they're playing better defensively. Look, I think they're fifth in the National Football League in forcing incomplete passes with their defense. This isn't a team that's easy to throw the ball on. Remember, when they played Miami in Miami on Monday night or Sunday night, whatever it was, I mean, two threw them four interceptions. You know, they just didn't catch them. Yeah, is this one of Tomlin's best coaching jobs, to be honest with you? I mean, we, everyone knows, I think, 16 years in a row, he's, he hasn't had a losing season. They've got a shot at another season here to not have a losing season if they're able to end the season well. I, I'm really impressed with what Tomlin's done on the offensive side of the football, getting Pickett to move along. And then the defense really been shored up here since J.J. Watt came or T.J. Watt came back. So I think it's a great coaching job by, by Tomlinson, or Tomlin as well. We say it every year, Michael. The guy's going to the Hall of Fame, but his teams just play better. Than they should, yeah. and that's that's yeah. that's the it's evident. And, and they get better. Coach. I mean, the key is they get better as the season wears on. I mean, you know, they were bad defensively in the beginning of the year. I mean, remember the Philly game? They couldn't stop, but they went down to Miami. Uh, you know, and everybody talks about Tua's MVP and all that stuff. They, you know, they held them to 16 points, and they had a chance to win that game at the end of the game. 100. percent uh, Miami out on the coast again. Remember. Got beat up by the 49ers. They're going to travel a little south here, Samich, and take on the Chargers. You got a good number at Miami laying the three. Most shops showing three and a half right now with Miami. There's a couple threes left up there. I think there's three out there in Las Vegas. If, if you want to go try and hunt one down, I saw one three online earlier this morning. Uh, they're getting tough to find. This game opened at pick. And all the money is rolled in on Miami. And I, I 100% agree with the steam in this spot. You look at, at what uh, what Miami or what Mike McDaniel is going to do here with this Dolphins team out on the West Coast for back-to-back games. Very similar to what Kyle Shanahan has done with the 49ers when they go out east for back-to-back games. Miami's staying in Los Angeles. They're practicing over at UCLA this week. And this is just a great spot for him in my mind. I like that you're going to get a week of focused practice. We're supposed to get one of the two tackles back that we lost last week. Uh, They're headed to IR, so that's unfortunate for Miami. But at least you're trying to get one of the two back here. And this is just a juxtaposition in the defenses that you're facing. We saw a, a San Francisco defense last week absolutely be able to get after the quarterback and get after two of those offensive line adjustments. And that game was actually closer than it appeared. They went for, for, for it on fourth down, deep in their own territory, late in that game, give up a touchdown because of it. Now we flip around and we're going to face the Los Angeles Chargers, whose defense is absolutely porous. Uh, you're able to, everyone's been able to move the football here against this L.A. Chargers defense. Miami currently second in the NFL in yards per play, top five PFF offense. This, to me, is one of those spots where Miami's offense is going to absolutely be able to get it rolling. And on the other side of the football, the Chargers, who have the studs to be a good offense here, just have not been able to get it going this year. I, they get Mike Williams back this week. We'll see if that helps them out. But in my mind, this turns into a shootout. Miami's able to put the points up, and I, I think the Chargers are going to struggle down the stretch here. So I'm more than willing to lay the three here with Miami. Three and a half starts to get a little rough. One bet I do like in this game, though, the over total on sacks here is probably going to be between five and a half or six and a half. I think this thing goes over. These are two teams that have sneaky good pass rushes against bad offensive lines and two quarterbacks that don't mind taking sacks. So I wouldn't be shocked if we see seven or eight sacks in this spot. That's a prop that I think is uh, is a one likely one to hit here in this Miami-Los Angeles Chargers game. You know, the one thing if Mike Williams plays and Keenan Allen's back is – it gives them, when they play against Kansas City, they always play Kansas City tough because Kansas City plays man-to-man, 
and those receivers are better than Kansas City's corners. And these receivers are better than Miami's second and third corners. They're not better than Xavier Howard, although they can make plays. So I'm with. I think this will be a shootout. I really do. I think both teams will move the ball, but I do think Miami will. I mean, this Charger defense. I mean, you saw them at the end of that Raider game. The Raiders were able to take the game over in the third quarter, and even though they spotted them a ten point lead. Yeah, this defense is the, is the biggest struggle. Haven't been able to stop the run for two years. That's been a huge problem there in Los Angeles. I, I think they're going to have trouble stopping the run again this week. And it really comes down to whether or not Mike Williams is able to play the full game as well. We saw him come back, I believe it was week seven, and tried to play, ended up playing five or six snaps and immediately got injured again. When they have all of their offense healthy. It's a tough offense to stop. It's just the offensive line hasn't been right since week two or week three. Mike Williams been in and out of the lineup all season. It's just been a tough year for the Chargers, who on paper were as good as anyone coming into the season and just have been decimated by injuries. Good job on that sack prop. Look for in between five and a half and six and a half with the Dolphins and Chargers. Michael's point is well taken. Elevated total, 52 I'm seeing at a bunch of shops right now with the Dolphins and Chargers. Many different elements go into handicapping. Our pro tip from you, Mike Samich, today, stats, trends, yeah, but also pay attention to late-season motivation. I think in the NFL, one of the, the best times to bet on a team is when they're the most motivated. We mentioned the Bobby Wagner aspect of last week's Rams game, and it's the reason you saw the Rams play so well, is they they were ready to run through a wall for Bobby Wagner. And you got to try and find certain motivational spots in the NFL later in the season with some of these teams that are already eliminated from the playoffs. Good ones to look for, revenge games. So if they've lost earlier in the season to a division rival and they get to come back and play them, you're often going to see one of their best efforts in the last four or five weeks because it's a game that they've circled on the schedule. So trying to find specific games that teams are going to get up for as dogs late in the season is a great way to be profitable. Always professional, always prepared. Thanks, Mike. It's Mike awesome Samich. job. Great job, Mike. Appreciate yeah, you. Every, really appreciate, appreciate you. RacingDudes.com. 24 and a half go over that team total for the Raiders tonight. Mike Samich, what if... What if those one-score games were flipped? Wait till you hear the Vikings number coming back. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Let's go bowling. It's bowl season, of course, college football. And guess what? Today, we just dropped the 2022-23 Bowl Guide. You have to be a pro, vcin.com slash subscribe. So again, at bowl season, there's a ton of variants, but an opportunity to capitalize, and we've got you covered. Motivation, who's opting out, so much goes into bowl betting. It's different than the regular season. So let us take care of you, of course, Mackinnon and Burke and Applebaum, the whole crew, bowl betting strategy. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe. It just dropped today. Make sure you check it out, vcin.com slash subscribe. Let's clarify one thing before we get to the what if scenarios and variants as far as one score games uh, Wolford's going to start tonight you want to go ahead and pass along what you heard there as far as Baker and Wolford yeah I mean I th- uh, my my sources tell me Wolford's going to start we may see Baker at some point in the game but I think Wolford's good enough to start obviously we saw that on our board today and you know there may be a time to put Baker in whatever Baker comes in it's going to be a limited a limited menu right the first play will be a bootleg or a naked or some kind of play action pass to kind of get that he knows how to run and they they can run without changing the play right I mean the hardest part about it is like I said earlier in the show if you have to change the play can he get the audibles right can he get the verbiage right it's a lot to learn 
So professional bettors will attack teams differently than casual bettors. My father in Michigan looks at the Vikings. He sees 10 and 2. He says they're one of the best teams in the NFL. Michael, your rankings and professional better rankings are going to have them outside the seven or eight as far as power rankings. We talk about fumble luck. We also talk about one score variance from year to year. The Vikings were a disaster last year in one score games. This year, they've been historically good. Michael, take a look at your graphic there. We're going to throw it up. We talked about the two lucky teams this year, the Giants and Vikings. Well, how about these scenarios? What if the one score games went the other way? If that were the case, let's go ahead and throw up the graphic. The Vikings would be 1-11, so minus 9 wins, and the Giants would be 2-9-1, both at the bottom of the <laughs> NFC. It's just a fascinating graphic to take a look. What if the yeah. one-score games went the other way? I mean, we all know as betters how unlucky things can happen and, and the unpredictability of games, right? You know, where you're watching the game and you get, oh, my God, that was a horrible call. Or let's take Monday night, right? You know, Monday night, there it is, Mark Ingram, second and eight, catches the ball over in the flat. Everybody's giving Todd Bowles a lot of crap for punting there, right? I thought it was the right thing to do because if he doesn't get the first down there, the game's over. They're going to make it a three-score game. They're going to kick a field goal, game's over. So he extended the game even though it wasn't, you know, it wasn't uh, the, the analytical people didn't like it. And then they get the ball back. He throw a check down to Ingram. Ingram runs out of bounds short of the first down when he could have easily gotten the first down. And if he takes two minutes, and that would have meant another two minutes come off the clock, there would have never been enough time for Brady to get the ball back. So there's just such a thin line between winning and losing. It's so many details. It's the, as I've said oftentimes, I wrote about it in Gridiron Genius, the secret to all victory lies in the organization of the non-obvious. This is really what we're seeing. Who organizes the non-obvious? We could call Minnesota lucky. Okay, we could call them lucky. But when you go back and watch the Detroit game, Detroit was 3-for-16 on third down. Detroit struggled in the red zone. What were the Jets last week? 3-for-16 on third down. What were the Jets? They struggled in the red zone. Is that luck, or is just Minnesota really good at situational football? That is the question, and that's what we're trying to figure out here with the what-if scenarios. So you and I have discussed Dan Campbell not necessarily being, uh, I don't know, Don Shula in-game. So let's talk about this. The Lions are 5-7. and seven. He's made a lot of weird decisions. If you flip the one-score games for the Lions this year, they could be 8-4. and four. You see them up at the top of that graphic. I think something has to come into this, right? Like, the, the coaching decisions matter, and he's hurting the team, not helping them. He does. He, he does hurt them. You know, and, he, and, and again, as I talked about on, on the podcast, there's we all see games differently. We all see how to play the game differently. I was raised to see the game certain ways. And other people are, are raised to see the game their way. It doesn't make me right, them wrong, them right, me wrong. It's just different. And the way Campbell plays it is way different than I play it, the way different than I see it. And it shows up in the one-loss area and how he improves his team. But make no mistake about it, I mean, this is a good Detroit team. They've improved over the since the bye week. They've gotten better on defense. They're in the 19 categories, Patrick, of determining the outcome of the game. They're good. They're in the top seven and six of them. Minnesota's wow. only in the top seven and four. Now, where Minnesota gains a slight advantage is they're in the top 12 and six. So they have 10 strengths, whereas Detroit only has seven. And Detroit has five you. weaknesses. So, you know, Detroit's power game code number would lead you to think they're better, but it's kind of a close game. And so that's how you have to break down the game. Because as we said earlier in the, in the show, 
when 80% of the winners cover, all you really have to do is instead of trying to figure out who's going to cover, who's not, is figure out who the better team is and who's going to win. I mean, like take like for me, I'm an idiot last week. I'm thinking Houston can cover the seven, <laughs> right? I, I I mean, and 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 I overthink it or I underthink it, you know, I underthought it, you know, because really, if Cleveland's going to win, they're probably going to cover. Okay, I think we lost Michael Lombardi there as we welcome you back here. He was talking about his Houston defeat last week. I, I wouldn't be so hard on yourself, Michael. That was, remember, Michael wasn't handicapping that game in particular with Houston hosting Deshaun in Cleveland. What he was talking about, sometimes you got to go gut. <laughs> you got all the statistics, you've got all the trends, you've the machinations of the numbers. But he was looking at Cleveland, and he was looking at Houston and the motivational angle for the Texans there. And remember how Cleveland scored. That was a seven-point number. They covered it, Cleveland. The quarterback couldn't have played worse. He had a touchdown off a fumble. He had a punt return for a touchdown. I think he had a pick for a touchdown. So to lose a game that way, that was a brutal loss by Michael Lombardi as far as Cleveland covering down in Houston. And we do have Michael Lombardi back. I was giving you props, man, because... No, again, I... I it's a, that was a guess. That's a guess. I mean, that wasn't a handicap. I think what we have to do is understand what's a handicap. Let's take Miami, the Chargers. That's a handicap. We see the game going to be offensive. You know, Samich is right. You know, that half point could make a huge difference. Both teams will score. Both teams will struggle to play defense. You know, if you take Miami, you're saying they're going to finish the game off. You know, that's a handicap. This one, when I did Houston, it was a pick. I just felt like emotionally that was Houston had to play their best moment. So fumble luck is something, right? Which way the ball, yeah. how the oh. ball bounces is something. So we talk about that all the time. But how about as far as the one-score games, and we'll, we'll, we'll get Michael. He's having some connectivity issues. The one-score games, if we can throw up the graphic again, Elliot, because you did a great job with this, I think it's important to look at because it's for a better, it's how much do you put into the variance, right? You know Dan Campbell in-game. He's a great motivational coach, but we know Dan Campbell in-game is a freaking disaster, and he's costing the Lions, and he's also costing betters money. Again, it's a 5-7 and seven team. Those one loss and one loss can be changed and hinges upon decisions in-game. Oftentimes, the Lions could be plus three at eight and four. I just think it's fascinating. I think I hear Michael in the background. I think it's fascinating, yeah. Michael, when you talk about you had a lifer and Zimmer a guy that literally spent his whole entire life in football and he couldn't win a one-score game last year. Here comes O'Connell, and they're, what, 10-2. and two. You flip the one-score the one losses and wins, and they could be 1-11. So something situationally is going well with O'Connell in his first year with the Vikings. Well, they protect the football. They're third in the league in protecting the football. They're sixth in the league in, in, in second-half defense. You know, they're really good on third down. They're third in the league. Their first downs per play, they're first in the league. They're, the last 10 games, they're sixth in the league. You know, the punts per play, they're really good in that category. They're not good in that category. They're 23rd in punt because this is what we see. We see them punt quite a bit. But when they get the ball in the red zone, they're fifth best team in the league. Yeah, so they score efficient. touchdowns when they get down there. Very efficient. And... Uh, again, I, I don't know. I, I, the one that stands out to me is the Lions just because I've watched so closely the in-game decisions kill them. 
It, it really is. When you're playing 17 of these and you're making crucial decisions, and you mentioned on Monday night, my gosh, Bulls was getting absolutely murdered online for those two punts in the fourth quarter. But I thought he did the right thing. He what To me, the job of a head coach is keep your team in the game. If he goes for it on fourth and 10 there and doesn't get it, the game's over. The game is over. It's over. They're going to make it 19 to 10. They're going to make it 19 to 3. You got no chance to win it. Where whereas if he, you know, if he punts it there and and exactly what happened happened. He he didn't give up a first down. He should have. I mean, he got lucky, but he should have gave up a first down. He didn't give it up and he got the ball back and he scored twice and then, you know, it took some it took some fortuitous benefit. I mean, look, if Taysom Hill catches that seam route, the game's over. Also, I think it was Dennis Allen. Was didn't he throw on third and short late? And I was just he like, did in Michael that he Musk. did in that play. Yeah, he tried to throw the ball after Ingram didn't get the first down. He knew he needed a first down there, so he threw it, and it was in, it got ball got tipped. A lot of conspiracy theories coming out of the woodworks on Ingram going out of bounds early there. I mean, that was what was that? He, I was going crazy. What apolo- was that, Patrick? I, go, I, I, I Michael. I thought he, he got hurt, and now he's out yards. with an MCL. Now he's out with I an know. MCL. So maybe he got hurt. Right. Maybe he heard something pop in his knee. No, you're 100. percent Like he could have picked up five extra. Instead, he went out uninjured. That was wild. Okay, a play tonight on Thursday night. Also, the line of the week next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. to the Lombardi line on VSIN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay. I tell you a lot because it's important. It's betting's premier loyalty program, and it's only at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. So every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM reward points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. And it's never been easier to join the action over at BetMGM with the reconfigured app. So again, check out the fresh redesign, but most importantly, when you make a bet, you get points and you can use those points for free bets, airfare, dining, shows. It's a great deal. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older. 
Please gamble responsibly. If you do have a problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. We were just discussing this during the break. Uh, GM Shuffle, we'll give them a pop here. Remember, vsin.com, Monday and Thursdays for the podcast with Michael and Femi. Um, there's a bit of a, I don't know if we want to call it a conspiracy theory on Femi, but have we busted the case? Elliot just told me that Tua is your best vote getter, the number one vote getter for the Pro Bowl. And I think our buddy Femi, because he's got that in-pocket MVP Yeah, we've been, ticket, we subpoenaed his telephone to see how many times he's actually voted. Right now we're over 45,000 votes out of Femi's phone, but we're going to get deeper into the investigation here. Uh, we're too busy trying to get some of these uh, uh, JFK files released next week. Uh, and once we get past that, we'll focus on Femi. There it is. There's the numbers. Tua over Justin Jefferson and Patrick Mahomes. 38,390 of those votes are from Femi. Okay. He's got the uh, he's got a good number on Tua potentially winning the MVP. For those that are just curious, I'll give you the updated MVP numbers. You've got Mahomes at plus 125, Jalen Hurts plus 175, your boy Joe Burrow at 6 to 1, and then there is Tua at 12 to 1, just ahead of Josh Allen at 14 to 1. So. <laughs> so good. For, for people it's that so care, but just you know, it market. just tells you. Look, I, I said, I'm, I mean, like there was actually people on the worldwide leader saying Tua played well last week. No, he didn't. You know, some no, there was a clip. Somebody sent it to me via text. They sent it to me. Can you believe this? I, I mean, look, the, people just watch a different game. That's it's okay. I'm, I'm okay with it. They just watch a different game than I watch. That's all. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying I know more football than they do. You know, I'm just saying that. We're, we don't see the game the same way. I'm fully yeah, prepared to admit that. Eyeball test, it very much looked like Tua was not performing very well against that 49ers defense. He looked rushed. He looked erratic. He looked completely thrown off. But that's just... I don't know what's going to happen with pro football focus. Did you see they had to lay a bunch of people off? How are they going to grade these guys? They're going to have to get more younger guys into grade. So then we can really promote this, the f- second best offensive tackle in football, the third best, you know? It's going to be interesting to see how this all comes down. There is a rumor they've reached out. PFF has reached out to Jesus Christ himself to grade these <laughs> games. So we will find yeah. out if that's true or not. Yeah. Hey, how about I I, before we before we change subject? How about our man Jason Garrett up for the Stanford job? Troy Taylor, the former Jet quarterback, uh, who's the head coach at Cal Davis, and Jason Garrett up for the Stanford job. So we heard Greg Roman. Now uh, Jason Roman must Garrett, not be in it. He he's I not mean, in that's, it. Uh, Garrett to Stanford is certainly uninspiring because they're losing a very good football coach in David Shaw who did a hell of a job at Stanford. I hope he gets it. I hope he gets it. I really do. I do. You, I hope you, he gets it. You won't it. miss him on TV? You won't miss him on NBC? No, I, I don't Mr. watch Garrett? him on television, so there's nothing I could possibly miss. I mean, you know, but that that's that's. I hope he gets it. I mean, look, you know, you get a chance to be a head coach, you go be one, see how you do. Let's just say the charisma on television for Mr. Garrett, the clapper, excuse me, Coach Garrett, not exactly Johnny Carson, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't exactly pop off that screen. Um, now, every Friday you drop the Lombardi look ahead, and part of the look ahead is the line of the week. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you, and I hope I don't blow your cover. Is Detroit Lane 2 with Minnesota in town going to be the line of the week? You can do your write-up no. if it is. If not, okay, okay. I, no, I, because I, I went back and I watched the first game, and it, it, everybody's going to – I mean, 94% of the money on my board is on Detroit. You know, They only have 49% of the tickets. They have 94% of the money. I don't know what it is on BetMGM, but, I mean, th- that's significant, right? So, to me, the line of the week that, that kind of is interesting – 
is the, the Seattle Carolina League one. Because here's Seattle, you know, playing for a wild card play, and they're only a three and a half point favorite over over Carolina, who's trying to salvage their season. You know, the line I won't the, the Hall and Oates line, I think, in my column tomorrow, now it's up to eighteen, Patrick. I got a lot of eighteens on the board. Dallas at eighteen. Yep. You're 100% and, and, right. And and the circle lines came out while we we're doing the show here, and that's seventeen and a half, which tells you that's where Circa thinks that's gonna go. They split the difference. It was 17. Yep. You're 100% right. It's 18 at most shops right now. Circa cut it down the middle and went 17 and a hook. For the Which contest. is interesting, too. Circa, Circa took the Philadelphia line. So so the reason we, we focus on the Circa lines here is because it gives us a peek into Sunday. Okay, so Circa is at six and a half. If you like the Eagles, then wait till Sunday. If you like the Giants and there's some sevens out there, you better take it because Circa, based on their algorithms and based on all their stuff, is predicting the line will end up at six and a half. Because what you don't want to do in these, yeah, no, what I'm you don't want to do in these contests is when the line gets imbalanced. You know, all of a sudden the line. Now, what happens with an injury? You can't predict that, right? But like the Jets Bills is at nine and a half in the contest. What's so important about what you're saying is Circa, whether it's Benson or the whole crew, Metcalf, they've got a lot of sharp people running the book there for Derek Stevens. And what they're doing when they release their numbers for the contest is they're trying to project where the number is going to close on Sunday. Not easy to do, but getting that closer is what they're really trying to get as close as they possibly can. So I think it's a good point by you as you take a look at the Circa numbers. Yes, 18. So we were sitting here. It was 17. goes through the 17 and a half up to 18 with Dallas laying it. Uh, Detroit, it was one and a half. Now most shops are showing two. I'm looking for any other key numbers. I, you know, the key number, Michael, to be honest and with that, you. And that key. line, Patrick, that line in the circus, two and a half. Is it? So they exp- So again, why the numbers are important, they're expecting that number to keep on climbing, to your point. Exactly. And you can better should use that information. You say, well, do I want to get in now if you're obviously on one side or do you want to wait Circa has a pretty good idea that that number should continue to climb. The number that's interesting, if you already said this, I apologize, but where does Circa have the Eagles and the Giants? Because that number is dancing between... Okay. Six and a half. So, you know, that that's a key one there, you know, because you, you if you like the Eagles, I'll tell you the other one that's really interesting is the Browns-Bengals. What do you have the Browns-Bengals at? I have Cleveland-Cincinnati right now five and a half with Cincy laying it. It showed up five and a half. It there was six for a long time. It went down to five and a half. It just went down to five and a half today. You're you're correct. So they went. So Circa went five and a half to be clear on Cleveland Cincinnati. Yep. So what that's telling us is better is this is that the line that the, they've got money a lot of money on Cleveland. It's not saying Cleveland's going to win or cover. It's just this is where the line they feel like the line will close on Sunday. That's right. May I ask and, you, and that, Jets? Jets Buffalo because it's nine and a half or ten. What do they have it? Nine and a half across the board. Okay. And there was a lot of nines out there earlier. There were a lot of nines earlier. The Patriots Cardinal game, which I thought was surprising, that they put that out at one and a half. I would not be surprised if that line ends up Patriots by two. That is Monday night. It's one one and a half right now. Pat's laying it at the desert. Um, there was one more I wanted to ask you. What does Circa have? Oh, this one. What does Circa have Miami at the Chargers? 
Three and a half. You're not getting yeah, but Samich got three. That that that's the one, you know. That's gone. That's gone. That that's never coming back. I mean, either you take if you believe Miami's gonna win, they'll cover. If you believe Chargers are gonna win, take the three and a half. And again, we're using I mean, this I, as for a me, I can't really I don't know where to go. I don't trust the Chargers and I don't trust Miami's defense. So, Samich said he's going to go over 24-and-a-half tonight on the team total for the Raiders. Let's got a minute and a half here. Uh, let's talk about it. Raiders' three-game win streak. The one thing they can do is stop the run. The one thing the Rams want to do is run the football. Seems like a good – Wolford, again, going to be starting for the Rams. Seems like a good spot for the Raiders here, but they are laying a price at 6-and-a-half. And the last time they were they were this much of a favorite, they, they, they laid an egg against Indianapolis. And Indianapolis actually ran the ball on them. The last three weeks, they played better run defense. You know, and I think that's what they're going to have to do. This will be a tight game. You know, I would lean towards taking the Rams and the points here because I don't think the Raiders are better than anybody by that much. And I think that McVay will play this game as close to the vest as possible. And if Baker comes in the game, I think he will. I think he'll punt. And he'll rely on his defense. Look, when you're taking the Raiders and laying this many points, you're saying that the Raiders are going to put the ball in the end zone. And against the Rams, that's a hard proposition to make because the Rams are the second-best red zone defense in all of football. And unless the Raiders make explosive plays, I think it'll be hard. And the Raiders are not a great red zone team. They have not been very good in the red zone. So I could see this game being a 17, 14, 17, 10, 16. You know, I could see it being a close game getting into the fourth quarter. Well, I, I must sincerely say thank you for all the years you put into the NFL because because of that, I get to go to the game tonight for free. So thank you for that. Well, Appreciate you're it. You're welcome. Enjoy. <laughs> Man. You, you're hooking up everybody while you sit there with the volume off yeah. and Bella snoring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a, that is, we'll have a report from SoFi. I get to hang out with Millie and Bernadette and Pat and the crew tonight. Let's go Raiders. The lean is take the six and a half. Michael, I'll see you tomorrow morning. Thank you. Thank you, Patrick. And thank you, Elliot, as well. We'll see you tomorrow. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.